Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Here we are, walking up to the last week of the season. Uh, 390 has had major developments in the playoff race, but before we get into that, as always, here are my two co-hosts, Mike and Gertie. How are you guys? I great. I'm going to make a major announcement on the podcast. I am going to be a girl dad in June. Shut so up, been, Ashley. Yeah. So that's been oh my uh, God. an amazing week for me personally and my personal man. life. Congratulations. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I am super excited. I found out last night. Uh, last night was just an eventful night for me. I found out I'm going to be uh father of a baby girl i didn't know the gender until last night and i also recorded 17 hours of podcasts so <laughs> you honestly can mix best with best um but I, I guess you know the only thing that would make this week even better is a win securing a playoff position so Ooh. you know think about my week as you go into planning for yours wow well mike i i, I think it's over to you uh, with uh with that opening salvo I'm doing good. I'm happy to still be in the playoff race. And uh, I mean, Gertie, I think your week just keeps getting better. Not to pull the curtain back too much on our pre-show chatter, but I think you made a new best friend tonight too. So like things are looking up. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. Well, uh, sitting here as Gertie's new best friend, uh, we have the final member of 390. Uh, Ryan, you've, you've managed to... Uh, clear the schedule, check it over with your uh, assistant, uh, and, and make things happen. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, well, for starters, I guess I got to give a obvious congratulations to my new best friend, Gertie. Had no idea. Didn't want to say anything, just waiting for the intro. Um, that being said, I guess as an avid fan and listener of this podcast, it's a huge honor to be here. The only thing I can really hope for is that I think Mike alluded to this the other episode that I was kind of hesitant to come on here just because it's kind of slowly become a Sunday routine for me. I mean, the episodes you do get out on time, but do love listening to this podcast. <laughs> Fantastic as a pre-warmer every Sunday morning. Looking forward to hopefully this one coming out on time. Wow, well, call that right away. Do yeah, yeah, I love it. Our, our fans are, our, our guests are, are so, I uh, may be rude, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> they're, they let us know all of our shortcomings, and, and I guess that's why we love them. Um, but uh, I, I think all of us have decided that today's episode and, the, and, and where we are in the season, um, we're going to try and like just hammer this one out in a, in a cool 60 minutes. So um, unless anybody else has anything that they want to say... I think we can just go into the recap from last week. Good to go. Lock and load. 
anything that, that seems like a green light to me. So our usual recap always starts off with we had 12 teams play. As my notes always indicate, six of those teams won and six teams lost. Crazy. This brings it's, us to it's our... It's amazing how it never changes. I'd love, one time can what, just seven teams win? It, it'll, it, when it happens, when it happens, it'll blow our brains <laughs> for sure. Uh, that record, though, of six, six teams winning, six teams losing, brings us to our clinch check. And so this is where we offer our congratulations to the following members of the 390 League who have clinched their playoff ticket. Uh, Neville, myself, my brother, Nolan, and Suds, all of you will be going to the postseason this this year. It is well-earned, well-deserved. You were the cream of the 390 this year, so give yourself a pat on the back. As for the particular breakdown um, of each game, uh, I, with a victory uh, over uh, <laughs> the Russian Chub Machine, uh, come back on the Wednesday afternoon game with the Piss- Pittsburgh Steelers defense oh, shit. I didn't going even for that. 14 points. It was a miracle and keeps my buy hopes alive. I hmm. cannot believe that, that I'm here. Um, but it is so exciting. The win did clinch the the postseason for me, so I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, our next matchup was uh, Andre's team overcoming the division rival of uh, Beats by DeAndre. Uh, no surprise there. Um, Cooking in the Woods continues to roll. Unfortunately, it was at our this week's guest uh, um, uh, loss. Expense, thank you. I had a brain fart there. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you, you lost to Cooking in the Woods, which is something that I think all of us on the podcast can say. What, what happened for you last week? Not much to be said. I don't think I really had a chance going into the week. However, the Thursday games, Adrian Peterson came out with that double touchdown for me. Mm. And his two players scored under 10 points, one being one of his quarterbacks. Can't remember which one. I thought I had a chance going into the Sunday games. It was pretty close. But then, yeah, my Sunday players on the Sunday night games didn't perform. And I guess the expected outcome occurred. It's it's brutal that 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 Thanksgiving Day slate when you go to bed feeling like you're in fantastic shape. I had a similar experience because I had Duke Johnson play that day, um, and he went for 14 points, and I was like, "That's a great start." I feel for you. I'm. It, it sucks that you just you came up against Neville, who is just unstoppable at this point. Um, he, he has to be the favorite going into the playoffs it, it, as, as much as the league would be nervous about me saying that. Um, but it's, it's true. He, he's got an absolute behemoth of a team this year. So we mm-hmm. have to recognize the, the strength of it. Um, our next, our next matchup was uh flacaroni and cheese uh, versus my can't uh, flacaroni and cheese dealt a devastating blow to my can'ts playoff chances. Uh, has provided life to both Gertie and Mike for this final season. But Flacaroni exploded for 167 points mm. versus Jay's 142. It's not like he just um, shit the bed. Like He showed up as well, putting up the third highest score of the week. But he just, he just played the wrong opponent. 
and and uh, Flaccaroni. Uh, scary, scary score to be putting up this close to playoffs. You hope uh, for any of us who are in the playoffs, you hope that you don't see that score when you're playing him mm-hmm. uh, in the in these next few weeks. Um, Gertie. While, while, Michael, did you a favor of beating Jay, you did yourself a favor by overtaking um, a playoff opponent in the Dak Knight Rises, and you beat him by 154 to 128. What what went right for you this weekend? Well, I had an opponent who consistently chirped all week, made a ludicrous bet, and all it did was light a fire under my team's ass. You know, Keenan Allen came out, Allen Robinson decided that he's going to score a touchdown and put up not one, but two TDs. You had David Montgomery just torch. Evan Ingram showed up even with a fumble, putting up 11 points. And, you know, Seattle D came out, but the creme de la creme, the guy that a certain opponent of mine said would be terrible at the quarterback position, put up 33 points. I'm obviously talking about Deshaun Watson. So... Mm -hmm. I think all of those factors came into play and, you know, Dak Knight rose and the Dak Knight fell and fell at my hand. And I also just discovered if you look at matchups in the Yahoo app now, you could share on Snapchat. So we all know what's coming from Andre in the upcoming weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That is very fair. Um, Our last matchup, uh, is our other host mike you uh you took the victory against lifeless fish um choking all the life out of him Mm -hmm. for his playoff aspirations uh he is truly indeed his name now um how do you feel how do you what what sort of went through uh went through your lineup over this weekend feels good um you know exactly that pat i thought that when i went to bed last night i Choked the life out of the lifeless fish. He's flopping on the seaboard, grasping for air or water. And uh, I just took it out of him. So he's now just dead. Um, my team went off. Fuller, Hill, even at the quarterback position, Mike Glennon put up 18. Some scary performances from some other spots on my bench. And I mean, uh, we'll get into this later, but I'm a little bit worried for this coming week. But, uh, you know happy to get the win and somehow keep my playoff hopes alive so thank you jay for losing and also a great video by jay we can't leave this podcast without giving him a oh video. yes that was a fantastic oh, video. that was great dan the dance moves were I, I think i think you could say that they were lacking um but the overall the production editing va- the production value <laughs> of that video uh, overcomes any sort of perceived deficit uh it was incredible it was a total treat the freezer at the end was my favorite part where he like flipped it open. I, I also appreciated the uh, the inclusion of John Travolta, especially with our earlier callbacks to Grease Lightning. Um, I thought that was a a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not sure if that was on purpose because it was a, a different movie um, that there that he was clipping from, but uh, uh, very. Very good stuff. Uh, high, high standard from Jay once again. Um, so this brings us to the the the, the breakdown um, of what's coming up this week. What's what's at stake uh, in terms of the the matches? And 
basically all you need to know for our listeners is that in 390, of the six playoff spots that are available, or, or that are available at the beginning of the season, five have been claimed. Five have been claimed by the people I mentioned so before. Carry the one math. The one yeah. spot's left. One spot is left, and that one spot is only available to three teams. So we got a three-way title match going on here between Jay, Gertie, and Pelt. The incredible thing about this upcoming weekend slate of games is that Jay and Gertie actually play each other. No other way around it. That game will be the most impactful um, game for 390 this season as it will decide in one way or another um, who gets that final spot. And there's many different sort of um, uh, extra extra things that, that, that go into it. But basically it works out like this. If Jay wins, he's in. That's it. That's all. Um, unless I put up like a two honey stick. Well, you you would still have to. Yes, sorry. Jay wins. He's in unless Pell puts up a two honey stick. <laughs> if Gertie wins and scores more than twenty points, what Pelt scores, he's in. Or approximately 20 yeah. points. If Pelt wins, he's in on, if Gertie loses or if Gertie fails to, to overcome that cushion. So there's lots of combinations here. High drama as we come in t- as we roll into the last week of the season. Um, I'll go to Ryan first. Ryan, how do you sort of see this working out this weekend? I'm really not sure. I think all three teams are virtually even on rosters. When I look at all three, there's things I like about all uh, all of them. I think they're all very equal. It's hard to pick, but I think at this point, it's Pelche's to lose. Hmm. Love that. Interesting. And we were best friends for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um. Gertie, do you have anything you want to say to Jay and Mike here on the podcast right now? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say is um, when I make a trade, I make the long haul and I see it into the future. And I talked about this a little bit. I made a trade with uh, the young Hallwell, the other Hallwell, knowing that in my time of need, this trade would help me get a victory leading to this final moment where it could all come together. And... I'm also going to combat, uh, commend Jay and Mike for, you know, partnering all three of us on the elusive three-way trade, uh, three-way bet, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, where two of us will buy the winner four to six beers each. Um, Jay initiated the bet request with me uh, to be just our matchup, and I thought that it should be included. All three of us would be more fun. And so I think it's just going to be a great finish. Uh, I believe strongly in these I also believe in Manifest Destiny. And early on, when I predicted that my can't, can't beat these, will it come to fruition? Who knows? But one guy tells you he plays a long game. And that brings us to our movie of the week. There's Does a it? ton of people vying for one position. <laughs> Do you know what the movie of the week is, Pat? Rat Race? It's three wow, minutes. Three minutes. fucking impressive. It's Rat Race. Yes. Rat Race is the movie of the week. <laughs> And 
Mike, you now made me scared in your in our matchup because you predicted that. Um, but yeah, you know we have a bunch of buffoons, which is this league, all going towards <laughs> winning the ultimate prize, a trophy that is really heavy. Nice. Um, do we want to just start picking characters from Rat Race and, and saying who they are? Because well, there it... is no doubt in my mind that um, Neville is Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's who came to my mind, too. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in God. I don't even know how many years. Well, Mike, if I there's ever like a I... night you're not podcasting, I suggest you check it out. Yeah, so. I... No. It's it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I feel like I'm John Lovitz potentially. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like that seems very much on brand for me. Yeah, I can see uh, that. Um I can see Andre being Cuba Gooding Jr., you know, the uh, disgraced okay. football yeah, yeah. referee known for his infamous bad call. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. For sure. There's almost like too many to choose with Andre in terms of bad calls. But uh um, yeah, yeah, you bang on with that. <laughs> I I would probably be uh, Whoopi Goldberg in the movie because she was a very superstitious woman, um, and we all know my view on predicting games and what they happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I see. Gertie, you guys, I get... Maybe we all should have watched the movie before I went into this. And <laughs> I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page right now, assigning people. <laughs> Um, you know what my first yeah, thought for, for the movie film. of the week was? I, th- I thought we were going to go stepbrothers because you guys were best friends, but I guess that fizzled out previous to the movie of the week coming up. I, I You may not have heard me, but I went three men and a baby because I thought that was like totally oh, yeah. the oh. right call with mm. your announcement, Dirty. Oh, well. Um, I know there's four We have three of movies here, of the but... week, and that's what happens in the final regular season, guys. We just throw movies of the week at you. Um, this is the content you all sign up for. And frankly, there's no waiver wire this week because of COVID. Uh, so I'm done talking. Well, I mean, we were right We were right in the middle of getting Mike's thoughts of, uh, was there anything he wanted to say to Jane Gertie this week? Yeah, um, I like a strong IPA, lots of hops, uh, more bitter the better. And this time of year, I actually do like a nice stout as well. So if you could give me a little bit of variety um, when you guys make that delivery. Orleans Brewing Company is good. Um, Beyond the Pale is also very good. So just wanted to let you know. Spectacular. Spectacular disrespect going on. Um, I did I did want to say yeah. one, one point, though. Um, sure. For my, my team specifically, looking at you know the teams that are in the playoffs, I'm not going to pretend like I think I'm a contender to win the championship this year. So I think my team's probably the weakest, especially in terms of quarterbacks. And if you're in the playoffs, you probably want me to get in, if I'm being real. Well, we can break that down once we do your uh, do your matchup. Uh, let, let, let's put that on the back burner. Um, I have a feeling I agree with you, Mike, but the, I, I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I think um, just looking at the at Jay's team and Gertie's team previously, I, I have a feeling that I think they are quite strong. Um, well, I, I brought it up, but, so I hope you're not making fun of me. But cool. No, that would be a dick move for sure. Um, so we don't have, uh, like Gertie said, we don't have the waiver wire this week because um, of the COVID situation between the Ravens and the Steelers. COVID uh, requests 
um, and waivers run tomorrow morning. So we don't know who uh, who's joining what team. Could be a big move. Um, I think uh, previously just sort of like looking at, at who could grab what. I think, Mike, potentially you have to find a quarterback. I feel like your quarterback situation is just so fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just not sure if there's there's one on the waiver wire. Um and then it, it, there, there's some your run-of-the-mill wide receivers, your backup running backs. I'm just not sure if there's a whole lot that I'm, like, screaming to go out and get um, as I sit here on Thursday night. Ryan, do you did you notice anybody on the waiver wire that, that you think would be a good pickup? I'll be honest. At this point, I have no impact on this week with this matchup. So the only thing I was looking at is a tight end to replace Gronk without dropping Gronk for you guys to take the playoffs. Yeah, Gronk has been uh, real nice. So if you did that, I'm sure somebody would scoop him up real quick. So smart move. Um, uh, Mike, are we doing Are we doing any news from the week? I know the, the Fuller thing has a big impact. Um, do we want to spend any time on... Oh, you cut out there for me. That keeps happening oh, to me. sorry, I... I am I just uh, yeah we'll move on. Um, the I was just wondering about the Fuller situation. Did we want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, pretty unfortunate situation for me personally. Um, have him on about four teams. So um, ironic, he goes off for thirty points, and then the guy has a PED suspension. Hmm. Wonder why hmm. they tested him. Hmm. I will also say that does that does hurt me as well as a Deshaun owner. So. I, I don't right. know if we have to go back into voodoo and wondering what Jay is doing, but somehow the week where both of his opponents need a lot of points from That's Texas true. players, they both get hurt. True, true. I don't true. know what that what God those dance moves were for, but <laughs> just putting that out there. Wow, the voodoo's <laughs> back. The voodoo's back. He says superstitiously. Um, there. The, the Will Fuller situation, to me, um, I just want to bring it up. The the guy played, did he set career high in, in games played this season? Like, I feel like he didn't miss too much time. Mm-hmm. I think so. Right? And so whatever yeah. whatever the situation whatever the situation is with whatever he was taking kind of makes you wonder, like, well, damn, like, we're getting better football because of this, right? And so I, I don't don't mishear me like i'm i'm not advocating for dangerous performance enhancing drugs but it it like if there's safety there and it alleviates some of the pain for the players and they're they're able to recover in um in quicker ways that that don't compromise anything like i mean let's maybe reevaluate i know that's not just an nfl situation Mm -hmm. that's an nfl and nflpa agreement yeah. as to what substances are banned but um i don't know just makes you think will fuller has all mm-hmm. the potential in the world and the, the biggest issue was him staying on the field and this is the year he did it and he set career highs and basically basically every um important statistic so it's true and he's going to be an upcoming free agent too so this it'll be interesting to see how that happens and mm-hmm. it, how people approach that free agency because he's going to be one of the top receivers on the market the only thing I can say is so many Packers fans chastise the front office for not willing to pay a second round pick for him. And like they would be killing themselves right now. 
kicking themselves right now if they had traded a second round pick for one game or two games. Um, very true. So. Very mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah. Dodged a bullet, and maybe they can sign him in the off season. I don't know what the salary cap is like for Green yeah. Green Bay, but I, I'm sure this PED stuff makes calls it into question. So he's probably not going to get top dollar. So I think he's a very very prime candidate for uh, to be signed um, first. Um, so I think that's it for news. So so like we said, we're moving through this podcast uh, pretty quickly. Um, we're going to rock and roll. Uh oh. I've just been handed a note, everybody. Um, And I have been told that the mystery source has some more information for us. So for that, I'll flip it over to Mike. What does the mystery source have for us? Jesus. It's going to be a second. It's coming to my inbox. It's loading. (laughs) All right. Mysterysource at gmail.com writes... Does this guy have fucking dial-up or something? It takes a long ass time. (laughs) It's a long message, Gertie. Um, Riddles, dilemmas, mysteries, and rhymes. Funny voices, secret info, analysis, sometimes. And I think it's been obvious with each new clue, I fucking hate each and every one of you. Peltz opens his mouth and drives me cuckoo. His voice sounds like Macy Gray choking on a kazoo. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, don't really want to read this anymore. And his fantasy prowess is actually just luck. Stop bragging about it. Nobody gives give a fuck. Learn how to use your grammar source. And God damn it, Gertie, you're actually just terrible. Your feeble excuses are getting unbearable. And whenever you're down and try to make your case, a normally joyful puppy shoots itself in the face. <laughs> wow. That Intense. is harsh, but I'm also allergic to dogs, so that does add up. And Hallwell, I think you're actually quite splendid, except your trade offers leave all of us offended. And of hosting a podcast, you think yourself qualified... But actually, each episode is worse than a genocide. It's <laughs> oh, pretty strong there, mystery source. <laughs> I'm assuming this honesty will fall on deaf ears as you consider yourself three modern Shakespeare's. But I promise you, these are all truths that I speak. Anyway, I'm done now. See you next week. Wow. You <laughs> didn't have Weird any that... information. Yeah. Uh, I think there's nothing talking about you, Mike. A little, a little suspect that me and Hallwell get shat on. But what are you uh, talking about? The, f- the first paragraph was about me. Were you not paying attention? Oh, I thought that was about Hallwell. I thought it was the first paragraph was <laughs> <laughs> just Hallwell. <laughs> no, no, no. I was the genocide one. Like, oh, nothing about Ryan. That's suspicious. Ryan, can you speak to that? I don't know, but that's why I listened to the podcast. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I could not doesn't matter how much time in the world I had. I could never write something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make a prediction, though. I think it's Suds. That's my guess. Yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. I think that's bang on. It has to be Suds. There's just... There's an aggressiveness to it that is just his... uh, it seems speech. to be getting darker and darker. Like it started <laughs> off as some playful banter, now puppies and genocide. 
Um, it's, it's, getting, it's getting real dark. I, I'm a little bit afraid of what's happening next week <laughs> from what we're going to get. Yeah. Oh, I don't fuck. know. Mystery source. We'll have to have an internal meeting about whether or not we keep reading his, uh, yeah. <laughs> his or her um, submissions. Yes, they exactly. Are, yeah, there might have something. to be an HR complaint at some point. Because... <laughs> So I think with that, we can finally move on to uh, the matchup of the week, gentlemen, correct? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay. So I don't think this comes as any surprise to uh, our listeners from earlier in the episode. To me, the most important match of the week, the game of the week, uh, is Gertie versus My Can't. Um, it's for the reason that whatever happens in this matchup will decide um, who's going to playoffs and whether that be it's Jay, excuse me, or, uh, and he's overtaken by Mike, uh, in, in the tiebreaker or Gertie is able to overcome the deficit in that regard and, and wins outright and gets the final spot. Whatever happens in this, in this match will impact what happens, um, the rest of the way. So, with that, at our quarterback positions, uh, we have Philip Rivers and Deshaun Watson playing Tua uh, Tungavailoa. I think I got that. And Patrick Mahomes. Um, two incredible quarterbacks with Mahomes and, and Watson. Uh, Tua and Rivers are, are, are kind of middle of the pack, so I would say it's fairly even there. Um Jay does have Fitzpatrick, so he is able to pivot if Fitzpatrick continues to uh, to start for Miami. So um, we'll move on to wide receivers. Uh, it's Keenan Allen, Christian Kirk, and Allen Robinson for uh, for Gertie with uh, facing Jay's Cooper Cup, Devontae Parker, and Michael Pittman Jr. Um, Arizona's kind of hitting a little bit of a rough patch right now. Uh, Allen Robinson plays on Chicago. Uh, and Keenan Allen has a has quite a good wide receiver or a quarterback throwing to him. Um, personally, I like the what it's not it's not the stack. Um, what is it when your opponent plays the wide receiver to the quarterback that you're playing? What do we want to call that? The the sabotage. The wall. The the wall. wall. It's like anytime oh, something right. good happens, it just hits a wall because it kind of cancels out. Yeah, so I like the wall that Jay's playing with Pittman um, versus uh, your Rivers. Uh, at running back, uh, Gertie, you have Kenyon Drake, uh, David Montgomery, and Cam Akers in the flex versus Jay's uh, – um, oh, my gosh. What is Jones's first name? Aaron Jones. Jeez Louise, I was like, Alex Jones? No, wrong his Alex friends Jones. Call him, his friends call him um, Aaron but uh, Aaron works as well. Aaron, yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Antonio Gibson, and Chris Carson. To me, that's that might be the uh, where, where the matchup gets decided. That's a very strong running back core um, over uh, over what you're putting out, Gertie. Uh, at tight end, it's uh, Eric Ebron versus Evan Ingram. Uh, we got quad ease there. Um I like Evan Ingram actually a little bit more than Eric Ebron. I, I that Eric Ebron playing Washington this week. I don't know if that's they're 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 sneaky good defense, and Ingram's 
basically a wide receiver lining up on the line. Um, and then in the defensive position, uh, Washington defense is, is for Jay's team playing Pittsburgh. That could be a, a bit of a rough day. Uh, and the Seattle defense, which has played a little bit, a little bit better than certainly not, uh, days, but, uh, they're, they're playing the New York giants who maybe without Daniel Jones this weekend, um, Seattle is probably not a, not a terrible play in that instance. That being said, um, I think Jay's going to get the win this weekend. It just seems I, I like his lineup um, a little bit more, um, and the predictions uh, favor me in that as it's one seventeen point five nine for Jay to Gertie's one ten point four one. I look on the chart here. Uh, all of us except oh my gosh, I can't read except Gertie have taken my can't to take the win. Um, so I don't think there's any surprise there. Uh, and we can move on to our next match of the week, uh, which is uh, Token versus Dak. Um, Wait, do Gertie, I not get I'll to like share you. an opinion on my own match? Not for the game of the week. No, That's not how it works. Yeah, okay. I guess but, I should know this by now. I am going to throw it to you, though, uh, for this next matchup uh, of Token versus Dak and break Ooh. it down for us as to... Uh, why half the field took Dak, uh, and why the other half of the field is wrong? Yeah, well, it's hard to judge because um, Bain over there uh, hasn't set his lineup. Um, right now, if you look, which just is at a the clear scores, violation. So just just want clear to go there. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. It is a clear what? violation of podcast and three ninety. Who wants millionaire podcast rules where the lineup should be set prior? Having said that, in this case, I want to be go go the extra mile and look we'll deeper in my analysis. So some folks might just look at the surf and say, wow, these points look really close. Let's just choose someone. It's not how I roll. I like to do the market research and do the due diligence. And when I do that, I see Bain has not put in uh, a quarterback or wide receiver with both Godwin and uh, Brady on by this week. By putting them in, one would assume he would take Taysom Hill, who has a solid... 20 points have been playing quite well in absence of Thomas um, and might possibly put in a someone like a Galladay if he's healthy or Mike Williams. So that should boost his projected by approximately 30, um, making this a slightly wider gap. I think that uh, obviously Mike has, I think, the better wide receivers. Uh, Tyreek, we know what he can do in the quarter. Juju is hide or miss, but when he hits, he hits big. Um, versus AJ Brown, who's been fantastic in Jefferson, but I think the upside on Mike's receiver is a little bit higher. When it comes to running backs, here's also a little bit of a concern for uh, Nolan's team is we don't know what's happening with Josh Jacobs. So, but then again, Harris could be losing carries to Sonny Michelle, and Zeke against the Baltimore defense is just a recipe for disaster. So I think that they kind of even each other out. In the tight end position, uh, Waller is a top two in the league. So I think uh, Dak closes that one out. Um, in the flex position, I think Mike, with Gio Bernard as a starter, definitely overpowers Brian Hill, who looks like Todd Gurley will be back this week. Um, and at the defense position, Token has New York uh, against Seattle. Um, I think one would assume he's going to try to make a move for a waiver wire. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. 
but Dak has a good counter. He either has Chicago versus Detroit, which Chicago should be very motivated, especially on the defensive front after Matt Nagy tore them up and said they should be embarrassed about themselves. Or Green Bay against Carson Wentz, because you know Carson Wentz is good for at least two interceptions a game. So that's why I think DKR, once he actually sets his lineup, will come out victorious, um, ending Mike's playoff dreams, and hopefully, you know, seeding mine. I, I just want to bring up a um, uh, an analogy of sorts, I guess. Matt Nagy imb- shaming the Chicago Bears for their effort is like somebody coming up to you, spitting in your face like a full-on loogie, and then yelling and screaming at you that you should be so embarrassed that you let me do that. It's nonsense that Matt Nagy still has a job. He is... Adam Gase light. You are absolutely right. And he's also starting Mitch Trubitsky this week, not out of necessity, because it's performance related. Not even ironically, though, either. Like he's, no. he's doing it. He's doing it it's, because he thinks it's the best football move. Like that's all you need to know about Matt yeah, Nagy. Yeah. Thanks. He needs to get fired. We'll see you later. Oh, he's so bad. Uh, we don't want to do that for everyone. I'm sorry. I just needed to say something. Nagy's been irritating me this week. So, um, Our next matchup is Lifeless uh, Fish versus Flacaroni. This game is essentially meaningless, um, but across the board, taking um, Flacco to get the win. Uh, as Flacco was the person that got you into this league, Ryan, why, why do you think Flacco is going to take the win? I'm pretty sure if I look over the roster, Mike is winning at every single position here. Wide receiver, you could maybe throw up to argument, but with Anderson on by and Mike having Metcalf, I don't think this matchup's even going to be close. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, it's exactly what you said. He, he basically has the advantage at almost every position. Um, there is a mi- mismatch with Wayne Gullman being played. Uh, on Michael's side versus Austin Eckler, but everything else is is heavily favored for Mike. Um, so I think I think that's a fair analysis. I uh, also know about that Baltimore defense, and he's still holding on to them. Oh, he's such a homer! It's just gross. Like easily the third best team in that division, maybe even fourth. Um. We'll move on to our next matchup, which is uh, the Nightman, me, yours truly, versus uh, Cooking in the Woods. And I need a win this week, big time, uh, so I can get that sweet, sweet buy. Uh, But I will tell uh, all the listeners that everyone, even myself, have chosen Cooking in the Woods uh, to take the win uh, this week. I'll throw it to Pelt. Why why is Neville just going to kick the living shit out of me this weekend? Neville just outmatches you across the board in every position, and I don't think there's too much deep analysis to get into here. But um, quarterback, you maybe have a slight edge if Kyler could ever get it together, but he's facing the Rams' defense, um, so that might be a little bit difficult. His receivers are insane, Adams, Woods, and Ridley. Um, and then when I think of insane, I look at his running backs, and they're also insane. Dalvin Cook's projected for almost 19 in a non-PPR league. Like, that's nuts. Um, James Robinson, same thing, versus Chase Edmonds. Kind of blows you out of the water. Um, tight end's a bit of a wash. 
And then you got Taylor versus Hunt. I think Taylor's in a better situation. Also, that Houston run defense is not good. Um, whereas Hunt's facing a semi-decent team in Tennessee. So yeah, sorry, um, but your buy hopes may go by. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, I, if only the Panthers didn't have their bye week this week, but say la vie. Uh, our next matchup is uh, is our guest versus uh, versus Suds and. We kind of see see a pattern here, everybody. Uh, once again, across the board, we've chosen Andre's team to beat uh, Ryan's team. Gertie, why do we think Suds is going to take the win? Well, the Mystery Sources team um, <laughs> has a clear-cut winner at quarterback, um, at wide receiver. It actually is fairly even, I would say, Thomas is the best of the bunch, um, but Suds maybe has a little more depth because he has Chark and Lockett. Um, at running back, I mean, I, no offense, I don't think there's a clear winner here. You have Henderson and White versus Gordon and Peterson. Um, Julio being out this week is a major blow. Uh, the one thing that could help Ryan's team is if uh, young David Johnson returns. Um at tight end, well, Ryan doesn't have one right now. We know that he is searching for one on the wire, so we'll see if by the time this comes out, he's received one. Uh, at flex, Ryan does have a clear winner with Mostert versus CD Lamb. And at defense, uh, the Rams have been dominant this year, and Kyler's looked a bit off, so you know they're going to be due for a few sacks. And, you know, Miami versus Cincy is also a good play, but I think in total... Um, Suds' team takes it, although I think it's a slightly closer than all of us will predict because once Ryan gets a few pieces in there and clears up uh, his ten position, the matchup should be fairly close. All right. And then our last matchup uh, is uh, Pitt's um, two bottom feeders in the league uh, sitting in the basement uh, for the majority of the season. Uh, Russian Chubman... Chub Machine versus uh, Beats by DeAndre. Um, oddly enough, I'm the only one that's that's outside uh, the majority on this one. Uh, but Ryan, why do you think why do you think Chub uh, Machine is going to take the win uh, against uh, Beats by DeAndre? Uh, I just think he's got a stronger matchup this week. He's got all the bigger dogs, especially at running back. Having Chubb the last couple of weeks, the stores that he's put up, and even Claypool, what he's been doing recently. I just think this week, with kind of the unknown still on Beats' team, even if he was to have his full team to play, I think it would be pretty close. But with all the unknowns and potential outs, uh, I think Russian Chubb Machine is going to take it. Just to agree with that analysis from Ryan. Yeah, I would say he's spot on. Um, I hope both players, you know, it's Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette, neither of which are playing. So I hope they both take out their bye players. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think the Russian Chub machine has the bigger hitters. I think DeAndre Swift will be back for Andre, so that should help him. Um, no one is back for... I mean, Marquise Brown actually had a decent game for a change, um, which means that 
uh, Chad Machine might not have to play the two tight end strategy, uh, which he currently has right now with uh, Tanyan and Hawkinson. But I suspect Chad Machine to come out uh, if Claypool and Chubb have games at the same time, um, like big games at the same time. I think he's a hard team to beat. Good stuff. Okay, well, that's it. That's it for our, our, our matchups. We uh, we're, we're making great time here, everybody. Our got our last section here, the, the the section that everybody sticks around for, the one that we're most excited about. Uh, it's the pigeon carrier. <laughs> Sound effects included. Uh, once again, Curtis leading uh, the charge with his uh, his queries. Um, so wrap your head around this little one, everybody. Curtis asks. There's been a lot of talk about animal dicks in the chat this week. I don't know if that's true, but I'll have to go back and check. A uh, lot, lot of talk about animal dicks in the chat this week. Got me thinking about the internal debate. Is a hot dog a sandwich? What do we think? Hmm. That's a fantastic question, Curtis. Yeah. Uh, wow. Pat, I feel for you because I don't think there's delivery in Alberta, so you're going to have to drive that fucking gift basket over to Curtis's house. Um <laughs> The whole province. No, yeah, you're, you're, there's no such thing there. It's too snowy. So Interesting. You're going to you're gonna have to get in that car and just deliver Wait. that beautiful gift basket right to Curtis's door. The pigeon yeah. carrier can't sure. take the gift basket? It's a fucking pigeon. You, you know how heavy that gift basket is? There might be gold in there. You can All fly right, fair enough. the gift basket over. My God, have you seen that thing? I have, yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. It's, it's yeah, different. It's, it's, I feel like a sandwich has more to it. It's, I don't know. I, it, to me, a hot dog does not feel like a sandwich. I, I have no I rhyme or reason. Otherwise, it just doesn't feel it. Yeah, I think it's that a That makes it neutral. I'll throw out an, uh, uh, a hot take. I think a hot dog is closer to a, um, like a, a breakfast, uh, Slurpee? What am I trying to say? What? what? A Slurpee? What the fuck do you call no, 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 hot dogs, no, no, man? No, 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 no. No, uh, what's the a thing? Burrito? You, a burrito? A breakfast Not burrito? a burrito. Not a burrito. It's like literally the drink where you put like your veggies a and your fruits in it. Uh, not a, it's like a milkshake. What are you talking about? <laughs> a smoothie? A smoothie. There we go. Okay. That's it. What hot the fuck are you talking to, about? <laughs> okay, this hot might actually be a smoothie than it is a sandwich. So this explains a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Definition of a sandwich: an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them, eaten as a light meal. So I'm gonna disqualify a hot dog as a sandwich because it is not two pieces of bread. So, exactly. I was gonna say it's one piece of bread with a slice in the middle. Therefore, it is not a sandwich. Now Curtis can sleep at night. Uh, I'm not after understanding how Pat eats his hot dogs. <laughs> we can we can take it offline. I'll I do not down. want to anymore. Uh, I am petrified. <laughs> Curtis also asks, in other dick talk, someone brought up the name Dick Hammer. Is that the best dick name? And he posts uh, Dick Hammer. There's Dick Pound. Uh, from the Canadian Olympic Committee, uh, and then there's Dick Best, who's the World War II fighter pilot, apparently. Um, is that the strongest dick name that we've heard? Do you guys know of a stronger dick name? 
Um, <laughs> like Dick Strong, maybe. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think, Ryan? What's your what's your Dick analysis on this? The first name that comes to mind, and I don't even know why or who he is, is Dick Van Dyke. Ooh, yes. Mm. He's yep. got got two strong words in there. True. Dick and Van. <laughs> yes. I I'm I'm with Ryan. Dick Van Dyke to me. Uh, he's a legend, uh, a comedian, an actor, a writer, award winner. Um, if there's a Dick, it's Dick Van Dyke. But Curtis is asking what the best Dick name is, and I don't think anything that's, that beats... is his name. Well, I know, but he's like asking like what name is the best. At any rate. I don't think anything beats Dick Hammer. Like, how badass is that? You just walk in a room like, hi, I'm Dick Hammer. Like, I don't think it can be beat. Um, I'll throw an honorable mention. Oh, God, yeah. I don't even want to know where this is going. I'm going to have to alias, uh, Little Dicky. Oh, yes. I, I think they, that that's a pretty solid uh, uh, name for using the, the criteria we've established. Uh, he's the best he's one of my he favorites. Is. his his fx show is fantastic if you have not watched yeah. it um it is hysterical uh, i'm glad you agree so that's why we were best <laughs> friends for a slight amount of time still are <laughs> so um enough with the dick questions uh we've got another rapid fire section so this is going to work the same that it did last week i am just going to Shoot off these questions. I will say the person that's answering. You have to give me an answer within five seconds, and we're just going to whip through these, okay? Let's do it. Perfect. Here we go. Does the pigeon have a romantic partner, Mike? Five. He doesn't. Four, he tells me he's on uh, plenty of fish. Three, one. Zero. How many podcast hosts does it take to screw in a light bulb? Gertie. Five. Apparently 12. Four, three. <laughs> Uh, what am I looking at right now, Ryan? Five, four. Michael on his bed. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the league is most likely a Russian spy? Mike. Five, four. Oh, 100% three, Ryan. Two. <laughs> Rats or mice? Gertie. Five, four, three. Mice. Two. Would you rather go to the moon or Disneyland? Ryan. Five. Moon. Four. What animal would you use to brush your teeth? Gertie. Uh, an otter. <laughs> if you had to wear only one T-shirt for the rest of your life, what would it? What would be on it, Mike? Five, four, um, three. I am the three ninety millionaires four. champion. What's better, doors or windows, Ryan? Five, doors. Got to get out of the house. The, be the be best nickname, Gertie. Russian chub machine. <laughs> Uh, Metallica or Taylor Swift? Mike, five. Uh, Metallica. Enter Sandman. What, what color of highlighter is best, Gertie? Yellow. If you could have sex with one household appliance, but not a vacuum, which household appliance would you have sex with, Ryan? Oh. You took five, away the number one. Four. Uh, sink. Two. It was Blender. Why is it called the football? Mike, five, four. Three, because you kick it? Two, one. <laughs> Will this year see it a new 390 champion or a repeat champion? Gertie, five, four. Repeat. Three, 
What would you rename the Super Bowl, Ryan? The Dick Van Dyke Bowl. Nice. Ooh. Strong. And we finish off strong, everybody. Wow. That's a lot of fun. Those are a lot of fun. Thank you uh, to Suds, who keeps sending those in. Uh, and we wanted to do an update on the uh, the gift basket uh, competition. <laughs> Curtis is at eight. Jay is at two. Neville is at two. And Suds uh, is, is at a little bit more than everybody else. Uh, over the last two weeks, I think he's uh, quadrupled. Uh, quadrupled everybody's uh, uh, questions, so he is clearly, clearly in the lead. He will be far and ahead uh, receiving the the gift basket, unless we can get uh, some competition before the end of the season. So it's up to you, listeners, to uh, make sure that you deprive Suds of those gifts. Gentlemen, that is it. I think we've done a tight podcast. Uh, we aimed for about 60 minutes. I think we're pretty close to that. Um, do you guys have anything that you want to say before we take off? I just think next week is going to be interesting. It might be one person crying, two people crying, or two very drunk people crying. So I think there's just yep. going to be lots of tears no matter which way you do it. Absolutely. Um, I'll just finish with whatever you do, always give 100% unless you're donating blood. <laughs> Ryan, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we, we know it took a while, but we, we very much appreciate you uh, making yourself available. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to promote or pump while you're on the, uh, the podcast? Nothing to promote, but a uh, pleasure being here, guys, and good luck to hopefully two out of three of you in the playoffs. Sorry, Ooh, I've got a nice little... one last thing for Ryan. I forgot to ask him. Um, what's your assistant's name, and why don't you ever tell him about us? Or tell us about him. That will not be told on this episode. That that Ooh. was one of the hesitations of even coming on this episode. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, I think we'll we'll save it for a uh, a, a future episode, uh, maybe next season, maybe the season after. Uh, but with that, gentlemen, uh, I think that's it, and I will say, see you later, champs. Later, champs. See you, champs.